0: basically today is our, our annual meeting and we're doing it totally differently than we've done in, in years past. So this format is going to be a lot different. Uh, so if you're here for a format, get ready. But we should all be here to worship Jesus and that's not changing. And so this is going to be a really fun Sunday and I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, stand with uh, us as we, as we worship together. Oh, hail angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners rest inside. Joyful all the nations rise, join the tribe. You are to say in Your mighty name, of heaven. glory rain, shining like the day, King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Who can stand against us? You are strong to save in your mighty day. King of heaven, come.
0: Is Sam back up here because we're doing it differently and kids I would love for you guys to pay attention to this part we're, we're gonna do the message right now and I, I want you to hear this regardless of your age all right kids so let's do this let's dive into this it's December we're starting a new series every week we're gonna look at the cast of Christmas We're going to look at a story we are very familiar with people we are probably very familiar with whether or not we're christian if we grew up in church if we've been to church on any christmas we're going to look at the people we know but we're going to see what do we learn from them and so the first people we're going to look at in this story we're going to look at the shepherds and the magi and so i want to read from luke chapter 2 and matthew chapter 2. luke 2 verse 8 in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night They made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And then in Matthew 2, we come to the wise men. Kids, how many wise men? Who's a kid who knows? Three? Good job. Three? Good job. All right, so now we come to the three wise men. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. And then if you jump up to verse 9, it says, After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them, until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Let's pray quickly. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you give to us in your word and the lessons you teach us. Thank you for the opportunity to learn from it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What do the wise men and the shepherds have in common? What does an 87-year-old and a 6-year-old have in common? Everybody has been given something to worship God with. Everyone has been given something to give back to the Lord. What did the shepherds give when they came to Jesus? They gave a report of what the angels told them. They didn't give gold and frankincense and myrrh because they didn't have it. So they gave what they have and they worshiped. It says they worshiped and glorified God. When the wise men showed up, they didn't give a report of the angels because they didn't have it. They, go, they gave the gifts they did have. Deuteronomy 16, 17, every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. It's that simple. Kids, what are you good at? What, who's it? Cody, what are you good at? You don't know, you you were a great helper yesterday. You carried a lot of things. You you guys see the snow that was wrapped around the trees? That was Cody. We've got people who are talented. As an advertising guy, I will confess that for several years I was very reluctant to tell people we had a website. And then Tracy used her fantastic photography skills and now go check out the website because it looks awesome. Laura decorates our foyer every year faithfully using her abilities as an artist. Have you noticed the biblically themed art that makes that foyer welcoming and friendly and adds a personal touch? Like, what are you good at? What has God given you? I promise you we can use it for his glory together. I promise you he has given something that you can give back to him in an act of worship and praise and that is what we learn from nameless, faceless shepherds and wise men that everyone has been given something and it's a question of will I give it back to God? Will I offer what he has given me? So kids, if you're good at drawing, when we have new kids here, would you draw pictures with them and be their friends? Yeah, thank you. Big kids, you good at carpentry? You good at plumbing? You good at photography? You good at art? i like, what are you good at? Let's use it for the glory of God. Let's worship Him together. Thank you for the lesson of the shepherds and the wise men.
2: The first well the angel did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they They keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. Noel, Noel, Noel. Can I answer a star.
0: Why are we doing it differently? So every year a church has to have an annual meeting. We are legally required to have an annual meeting. And every year we would do it at the end of the service. We would extend the morning out and we would say, hey, five minutes, go get your kids and then be back in here for the annual meeting. And every year we'd have people skip and take advantage of the intermission to bail. And there's part of me that says, come on, be an adult, show up, But then there's also part of me that says, okay, well, why do they not show up? Because they don't see value in it. Because whatever they're going to do, they see as more important or more valuable, more worth their time than the annual meeting. And so I started to ask the question, well, is there anything we could do to change that? Instead of the annual meeting being something that we dread, we're like, oh, we have to get through this. Is there a way that we could approach this day in a manner that gets people excited so i started thinking about the year we've had and i started thinking about where our church is and there's a lot that has people freaked out a lot of social tension right yeah a lot of social strife a lot of political division a lot of economic paranoia another major company in finance i mean crypto if you want to talk about that but another major company just declared bankrupt the markets went into a turmoil two weeks ago like There's a lot that has people really stressed out right now. Think about your own life. Think about everything you have going on personally. There's a lot that gets us stressed out and bogged down, especially around the holiday times. And if we focus on that stuff, we lose our excitement. And so I wanted to take today and approach it in a different way that will hopefully remind all of us that there is way more to be excited about than there is to be stressed about, anxious about, nervous about. And that's because God does not stop working. And that's what we're gonna spend a lot of today looking at. And yeah, we're gonna talk about budget and ballot, because we have to if we wanna remain, (laughs) keep our nonprofit charity status as a religious organization, but it'll be okay. We're approaching that a little bit differently as well. So before we begin, please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for how good you are. Thank you that there is so much to be excited about. If, if all we had was taken away, if nothing remained but you, that would be plenty to be excited about. And so, Lord, today we are excited that you have chosen us, that you have called us to the cross. We are excited for the promise of heaven we are excited to remember the first arrival of Jesus. Lord, may you fill this time. May you make this time, make this feeble effort of our mouths and our hands. Would you make it pleasing to you? May this be worship this morning as we celebrate who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's look at this past year. Let's look at what happened this year. Rather than, look at, rather than waste time thinking about everything that maybe went bad, what happened this year that has us so excited? We had our first ever elder retreat. As the men tasked with leading this church, I tell these guys this, I've told you that, like, these guys, they're on the front lines. They're the ones standing in the gap in the wall on behalf of this church. So to spend time investing in one another was so precious and wonderful. Part of the elder retreat was we carved out an hour of nothing but us as individuals with our Bible and time alone with God. Joe, you're a father of four. How many days of the week do you get an hour alone with you and God and scripture? Zero. He got that on the elder retreat. So the elder retreat, that was a wonderful thing that we were excited about. We sent a team to help a sister church who had been attacked by an arson. If you remember the story in the news last year, the church in Lodi that an arson just walked into and was like, hey, I'm going to burn down this church building. And we sent a group of people who said, yeah, we are willing to give up our time to go serve our family in Christ. That's awesome. I mean, do you know how hard people struggle to motivate themselves to come out for their own stuff or even do their own yard work. And we, we had a group of people in this body who said, yeah, I'll give up my Saturday, the first half of my Saturday, to go help a bunch of strangers. That's fantastic. We had our first summer Bible study series. Who was here in 2019 and remembers it was in the between when Dan had left and we did that church health survey? We did the church health survey, where do we think the church is, where does everybody think the church is? Then we had the meeting downstairs to go over the results, and somebody somebody asked a question, totally fair question, I love the passion behind it, but they asked, why don't we have Bible study every week? Like, why don't we have classes every week of the year? And if you'll recall, we as elders, we gave the brutally honest answer of, because you guys don't show up. We don't have it every week because you don't come out for what we do have. And what we said at that meeting was, if you want more Bible study, if you want more time together, then prove it and show up to what we do have. And this summer, we, I told you guys in that meeting in 2019, make us offer more. And this summer, you made us offer more Bible study because of how you all have responded and come out to spend time together sharpening one another in God's word. That's exciting. That's exciting that there is a growing hunger for God's Word together. We had our first CBC Youth Sunday where the youth took over and led us. That's exciting that we have enough talent in our youth group to put together a full worship band and have someone preaching. I mean, that is a healthy youth ministry. That's exciting. We had our first women's retreat in several years, first retreat for the church in several years, and we tried a brand new format that people responded so well to. It's exciting that we have women willing to experiment and try something new and to see the value and the blessing of it and invest in one another that way. And now we have women going through text Bible studies, and I've heard nothing but fantastic things about these groups. That's exciting that we have people willing to do something new to invest in one another and invest in their faith. We launched CBC Apologia. That's the brochures that are out on the wall. And a couple months ago, when we had the spiritual warfare conversation, we had 20 people say, Yeah, I'll show up for two and a half hours to talk about deep theology. That's mind blowing. When I've told people about that, when I told guys in our district office that, they were like, are you serious? Like, you didn't do it on a Sunday morning? Like, they came on a Friday night and on a Sunday night for pizza and theology, and I was like, yeah. And when we finished, nobody moved, and everybody wanted to keep talking. When we put those brochures out, we put them out, and in the first 12 weeks, at least 14 of every single one of those brochures were taken. So that tells us, that there are probably people in this congregation asking the questions like well if god is so loving why did jesus have to die is the bible really historically reliable or you all know people in your lives asking those questions and you want to be better prepared to help answer them for them so that's exciting we welcome 13 new members do a real quick yeah look around the room real quick we're not a church of a thousand we're not a church of 2000 that's 17 percent growth in membership attendance is easy i i can attend a sports game i can attend a movie showing it's easy to show up bible study service projects, membership, these are indicators of depth, and they're growing. Do you know how mind-blowing that is? We had four baptisms. We had three (laughs) dedications. This was an incredible year. So the people I've talked to, if you guys could come forward now, so that we can hear from someone besides me I'm supposed to be excited. No, I get to be excited. Here are people who will give testimony to the excitement about what God is doing. Uh, Kyle, I grabbed red.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Logan. I'm a youth student here at our youth group. I'm just. What's up, bro? And I'm just really happy that three of our youth got baptized this year. And that shows that, yeah, three of them. I'm just thankful that they were willing to make that commitment to just live their lives for Jesus, and that's really great. And I just enjoy going to youth group every Sunday night. It's something I get to look forward to. And, yeah, it's just a good time.
4: My name is Ryan. This is my wife, Carla. We're new members, and uh, we work here in the to the membership because we had a little problem. And I just want to say thank you for your prayers and everything. But I'm excited because going through life together with a family that is close, especially with the men's Bible studies, things like that, when you you can sit there and watch some of the youth and the knowledge that they have is just totally amazing the spiritual warfare fighting the evil one out there to to uh, go through life you know to understand how life is and then this is what really got me first in november we went through some hard times we lost I lost both my parents in one week, but it was totally amazing to see the text messages I got from a lot of people that I didn't even know. That's what love is in a church. It just totally bases me on how things are and how we were going through life together as one. And I thank you for all those text messages. My phone was blowed up, and I was really happy about that. Thank you for all of them and your prayers.
3: Um, I don't know how to back that up. Uh, now, um, this really takes me out of my comfort zone, um, but I just wanted to say that. I'm gonna have to read <laughs> um, that I, I have met and encountered some wonderful people here um, it helped uh, knowing a few people that already attended here uh, just coming into this church um, made it a lot easier but um, I'm really happy about uh, being becoming a member in a church that is led by people whose faith is strong, and you really see that here. Um, they're generally committed to Christ, to following Christ, and um, I am grateful that we are passionately encouraged to grow our relationship with the Lord. and. I believe it was uh, Francis Chan who spoke about uh, being a um, lukewarm Christian, and I do not want to be a lukewarm Christian. Um, Now uh, by becoming a member, I feel like uh, I'm not a bystander anymore, so thank you for that.
0: There's so much to be excited about. It, it's incredible what God is doing. Acts 4 11 to 13. The apostles give testimony. How's the crowd react when they realized they were common, uneducated men? They knew they had been with Jesus and they gave glory to God. Don't be afraid to be common. Your pastors are common, your elders are common. But when common people get together to give what they have for the glory of God, He does uncommon things and He gets the glory. And that is something to be excited about.
4: God and saying glory to God in the highest
3: and on earth peace, goodwill toward men.
1: Glory to God in the highest. Glory It came upon the name I came, that glorious song of old. From angels bending near
0: the earth, to touch their hearts of gold. There's so much to get excited about in 2023. Everything we talked about that's happened this year, we want to continue that. I'm going to issue a little bit of a challenge and a reminder. If we went through that 2022 slide and it was like, hey, we're excited about this, we're excited about this, we're excited about this, and you're sitting there going, ooh, didn't take part in that, ooh, didn't engage in that, ooh. what?" Ask yourself, are you a part of the church or are you just attending? I'm not talking about you have to be at everything. I'm not talking about you have to be the first ones here breaking down the door. But if we went through every reason to be excited from 2022 and you realized you can't lend testimony to 90% of it, Ask yourself what you're doing. And now looking at 2023, we want to identify three things that we are really excited about. Uh, Movie trailer style, right? Build the anticipation. Get ready. Reserve your tickets now. So the first thing that we are excited about in 2023 is something we're calling rooted. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Go and make disciples disciple is someone in close personal fellowship with Jesus, pursuing, looking like Him, learning from Him, living like Him, growing in their knowledge, growing in their faith, maturing. The church is called to equip people for this. I presented this idea to the elders, I think in January or February, and I was like, guys, this is, this is a two-year thing. This is, like, is going to take time to roll this out. This will take hard work. This will take effort. We talked about it again in October and November, and it was like, yeah, this is going to keep taking work, but this is what we believe in. I want to read a passage uh, that I read recently in a sermon. This is in 1 Corinthians 3. Talking about verse 10 in 1 Corinthians 3, according to the grace God has given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, talking about what we do with our lives in Christ. If I gave you guys, if I said, hey, first person to bring me a piece of wood gets 20 bucks, how easily and quickly do you think someone could find a piece of wood on this property? Pretty quickly, right? If I said, hey, bring bring straw next week, you could do it pretty easily and pretty quickly. All right, what about precious stone? What about silver? What about gold? No, that requires some effort. That requires some intentionality. I think one of the lessons in that verse is that the common stuff is easy. The stuff that's worth something, the stuff that endures, the stuff that lasts that makes a difference. That takes time to dig down to. This is one indication that your leadership wants to dig down, that your leadership wants to build, that we're looking forward, that we're looking at what are we doing today to prepare us for tomorrow, for the next year, that we're willing to invest the time in laying a foundation and building towards something meaningful and real and impactful. And so this is rooted. This is going to be a six to 12-month discipleship program. It'll be one-on-one or one-on-two. The first round, I'll take leadership through so that we can you know, do a trial run. See, okay, does this translate well from paper to practical? But if you're someone who loves that personal interaction, maybe a bigger Bible study intimidates you, so you show up, but you just kind of sit there because it's harder to ask questions in that setting, this is going to be that personal investment. If you want to be a holier husband, a holier wife, a holier father, a holier mother, this is going to be something where we are investing in one another to disciple us to look more like Jesus. So get excited for this as we continue to roll this out and to launch this so that we can be a church that is taking Matthew 28, 18 to 20 seriously. And when you say, hey, what are you doing to mature people? We can say this. We are actively pursuing. We are in relentless pursuit of a deeper maturation of faith. Other thing to get excited about in 2023, Taco Talks. We did our first one. The name came out of the first one. I love it. Alliteration's always good. This is where we just got people together to have an honest, open, casual conversation over good food. It's that simple. Acts 2, 42 to 47. They gathered together to break bread, to pray to open scripture. That's what these are. And so this is going to be a quarterly event. This is going to be something that we had what was really cool. Honestly, one of my favorite details about the first one is that we had someone from outside the church attend the first one and we had somebody who doesn't even go here show up for the conversation so these are going to be quarterly conversations designed to help us understand more topical information end times theology creation theology doesn't matter the questions that we have we want to be helping each other answer them and so they'll also be designed that you can bring friends to because it's just hanging out with pizza or tacos I mean, that's easy that's a good time and this was, it was really, really cool to see 20 people sign up and 20 people show up. It's easy to put your name down on a list. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to show up for that. But everybody followed through. That's pretty cool. So we're excited to roll more of these out. We've got people in this church who are very passionate about this sort of stuff. And so this will be a neat opportunity to continue to offer different avenues for people to engage with their faith. And then the last thing that I want us to get excited about for next year is we have a fantastic opportunity to finish a vision that was started long ago by leadership here, by people who looked at the building and said, okay, are we utilizing every inch for the glory of God? We've got that empty room right outside the sanctuary that just goes totally unused. It's way too valuable a real estate to not be in use. It... (laughs) Gene's ready. We're starting today. <laughs> it's, it's a great space. And so what we want to use that space for, we want to make it nice. We want to make it a place that's warm and inviting. We want to make it a place on Sunday mornings where you have a constant, permanent place to go for prayer, where you have somebody there who can pray with you or pray for you. We do, we do group prayer on Sunday mornings, but we do them in places in this building that are right now physically restrictive. There's a lot of stairs in this building. That space that everyone can access. So we wanna turn it into a place that everyone can access and go to it together for prayer. We wanna use it for Bible studies. We have people who have used this building for CPR classes or for baby showers and things like that. We wanna make sure that we are using every inch of the property God has trusted us with for his glory and right now we might be thinking that's a big space that's a big project that's intimidating we said the same thing about the foyer transformation project i mean if i'm just and i'm just being honest i started coming to this church 8 years ago i started serving in leadership pretty soon after that so i've been in leadership here about 6 years for 6 years i heard how we were going to transform that foyer into a warm welcoming you know, conducive to conversation atmosphere. And then the very next statement was always, wow, that's a big project. So we just sat down and we started working backwards and we broke it down into bite-sized chunks. I mean, we're talking as simple as paint one wall black. Texted a group of guys, hey, when can we have this wall painted? Oh, tomorrow, cool, item off the to-do list. And in two weekends, we got a project done that we had heard talked about for six years. So yeah, that room might seem like a big project, But I think if we break it down, it's not. There's some electrical work that needs to be done. Not a lot. We've already got wires there. We can knock that out. Drywall, that's expensive. Well, what if we do it this way? What if we approach it this way? Hey, would you and your family buy one sheet of drywall, two sheets of drywall? Skip DLX Friday night, skip pizza Friday night, and just buy two sheets of drywall, 40 bucks. Oh yeah, I can do that. Before you know it, man, drywall's taken care of. Hey, let's get 20 people out. Here's a paintbrush, here's a roller. Let's paint. You don't have to paint a whole room by yourself. You gotta paint a three-foot section. Can you do that? Oh yeah, I can do that. We just gotta break it down. And I think when we do, we'll be surprised at what we're able to use that space for in a way that furthers the mission of this church. So those are three things that I'm really excited about in 2023. I'm really, man, I'm I'm fired up. Let's go. It's been a good 2020. It was a good 2021. It was a great 2022. I think our best days are still ahead of us. I, I can't wait to see what happens. So let's go back to the message. Let's go back to what we learned from the shepherds and the magi. It's not about, well, I can't offer what he has, I can't give what they have. It's about what has God given you? Return it to him. Show up to worship him. So this week, let's read 1 Chronicles 29. And then just ask yourself, looking back on 2022, looking forward to 2023, like the shepherd and the magi, am I here to worship Jesus and give him what I have? Please join us.